1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line-up of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free. In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk
2: Sport Fan Network. Talk sport Powered by fans. Danilo's free, and he goes to get Danilo! First time we've seen them attack them, and that's Robinson. Well, that's what I've wanted to see Robinson do. 1, he And the sticky
3: Hello and welcome back to Red Side of the Trent. This is your preview/slash monthly review of the month so far of the Premier League as we look forward to Forest hosting Burnley on the Monday Night Football. I am joined by Christian Brown and Reese Lane. No Lee Clark, however, today. Reese, how was your holiday? Are you well? Plenty of gyros. Does it compare to Ava's grill
2: as well? And um, the holiday was brilliant um the gyros wasn't better than Eva's because they are the king in my opinion um, but it was <laughs> like half the price of Eva's, so that that was good um as a am i'm I've been speaking to Leah but a found a dish called I think it's a Giovetsi it's called um, which I'm kind of in love with it now so um so yeah, yeah, it was a great holiday and it was per- and the perfect start because literally got to the hotel about twenty minutes before kickoff. The owner of the hotel was like, "Oh, I can put any game on the TV." Um, he was like, "Obviously, seeing the Forest shows, I'll put Forest on for you." And then he, and then he turned around, and went, "What League of Forest in the Championship?" <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, was like a great start to the week. I was like, "Don't offend me, like, but obviously to say never forget your roots." But you know, I don't want to go back to the EFL. So yeah, he um put the game on, and it was yeah, lovely start to all of these years. Get a famous win, really.
3: I mean, the viewers will be delighted to see you've picked up zero tan, um, obviously. And I'm
2: um, on, on, on the arms maybe a little bit and on the legs. But <laughs> i I'd probably get that with driving around the country anyway in the hot, um, in the heat, should I say. Um, yeah. I'm not one to line a sunbed for hours, I must say. Probably going to pool.
3: Yeah. Christian, you all right? Wearing a Richmond shirt. A I thought it, it was Palace yeah. when I first seen it. <laughs> no,
0: yeah. No, apparently not. No, AFC Richmond. So, yeah. Ted Lasso special. Are you well? Not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. Yeah. Have you very enjoyed after uh, seeing I, I... some of the transfer news today? But yeah, very happy. Uh,
3: well, yeah, we've got some outgoings. Um, have you enjoyed the international break, or um, has it been abysmal? Or are you happy that forest and Premier League football is back this weekend coming?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm happy it's back. I think like it's weird, isn't it? International break. Like sometimes it, it, it all depends on how you. I mean, we've been riding a high for a win for like two weeks now. I guess it, essentially. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's I've actually got it's weird. We're at a point now where like we kind of like eagerly anticipating the next game. I think we're at a stage, similar to where we're in the championship, where you sort of want for to play again tomorrow because you know you're that much into it, and that much enjoying things. So it's a bit like that. It's sort of chomping a bit for Monday, really. Yeah, I feel like
3: we had a few momentum spells before breaks last season, but yeah. we're gonna do a bit. of a... I say like a monthly review, kind of some something quite brief, because obviously Reese, you weren't here last week. I don't know if you managed to listen to the old pod last week because it was a bumper episode. And I mean, thank you for all the views that we got on our YouTube. I mean, that was a bit mental. Three and a half K views, that was nice to see. Uh Reese, did you enjoy last last week's well, the other the pod that we did last?
2: <laughs> what would you say if I turned around and said no, it was fucking wank? <laughs> What I mean, you say to that? No, I I, I don't I, I can't I'll give you a diplomatic answer. No, it was, it was a good listen. Obviously, you know, when it's full of positivity, it's great, isn't it? Because we, like we said, we got, which would probably be a famous away win really in the Premier League to beat a, a squad who's been assembled for over a billion pounds. If you believe that like, in the media's, Reaction to it, and then obviously the the new signings, and I think the signing of Sangari, which everyone really wanted to get over the line, we got over the line. So, and then we seem to be trimming the so-called bomb squad, as um, Christians just mentioned. So, all round, in a minute, really positive.
3: Yeah, so we've started the season with two wins and two losses. Obviously, the wins coming against Sheffield United and Chelsea, as you just mentioned, losses against Man United and Arsenal. Reese, what do you think? Has been the reason for our away performance has been so good so early because obviously we all looked at the fixture list at the start of the season and we thought, well, who's fiddled this? Because it's been a, a it's a tough one to look. You kind of look at them and go, well, we're, we get one or two points at least, and I know we've still got Man City and Liverpool to come soon. Obviously, out of the
2: big sides and Crystal Palace have started very well as well. Just probably, I'd say belief. Really, I, I mean, we had a bit of. Um... Obviously had a bit of, a, not a go, but disappointment with last season's performances away from home against some of the biggest sides where we, I think, unanimously said um, between us that we kind of went there to the likes of Arsenal, Man United, and City. And we rolled over and had our bellies tickled, really. Um, As for the bingo.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, the, the one, the one game where against the big six club, you can kind of say we did do well last season was Liverpool away um, where we actually had a bit of a go and apart from some Sunday league defending that day we actually came out with a respectable scoreline despite losing the game so I think we kind of took some belief from that um, and obviously the Chelsea game as well last season but you know they was an absolute mess weren't they last season. Um
3: you still, still are to be honest. yeah.
2: Um, to a certain degree, but they've actually got a manager in now who can do the job rather than, you know, a PE teacher they had in interim charge last season. So, yeah, just just a bit of belief. I mean, the Arsenal game, um, it was a bit tough, wasn't it, until we actually scored and then we got back in the game and we, we all felt a little bit disappointed that we could have actually got something out of the game because Arsenal retreated a little bit um, and you could see a little bit of frailties from probably last season with Arsenal as, um, as Fulham managed to punish because they got a draw didn't it? with 10 men I believe um, late on so um, Manchester United the same I mean we didn't even lay a glove on them home or away last season didn't score obviously went to the up in quick time fashion after five minutes and it was kind of shit we've actually got another like 100 <laughs> minutes to play here in the modern game so and um, it was just obviously a shame we kind of, you know, gave away that first goal, didn't we? And then obviously with some referee decisions and that, we, you know, we ended up getting beat. But even with 10 men in that game, we we're still really in the game. Um, so there was nothing really you could have a massive go at the team for in that performance. And obviously we took it on to Chelsea where, um, you know, the first half I thought was pretty even. Um, I thought we was... Pretty solid in terms of just, you know, um stopping them from creating much at all. And then obviously we I think it was Caicedo who was it a bad touch and Yates and Mangala pressed on him. We got the ball back, got it into Taro, who I mean gave Thiago Silva the absolute run around I thought. I thought Thiago Silva, who's probably one of the best centre backs of this generation, I thought he really struggled with him and Taro slipped it through his legs and then Alanga absolutely blew Levi Colwill, who a lot of people want in the England team. And it was a one touch and a brilliant finish when it into the corner. And to be honest, you know, I watched the game, like I said, in Greece. I didn't really feel it in danger. I know they had the chance with Jackson, which he should have scored, to be fair. But I think it was maybe like seven, eight minutes had a time. Chelsea was just chucking it into the box and. We've got McKenna, Warren, and Bolly all in there. we big lads. Just headed it out and that's all they needed to do. Bodies on the line stuff, and we fully deserve that win. So it's been, yeah, it's been a much more positive start overall, and especially away from home. Um, That's for sure.
3: Hmm. Could have played it throughout this international break. I don't think they would have scored. But Christian, do you know? Do you remember when pre-season was happening and everyone's heads were falling off? How how quickly those uh, memories have gone? But I did want to ask you about the home. The only home game we had was against Sheffield United. And I mean, it wasn't, I mean, the result was brilliant, but the the performance wasn't there or thereabouts. But that kind of gives you a bit more hope. There's going to be a lot more to come, would you not think? Especially after that last result.
0: You think so? I think you're right. I mean, it's weird that you know, prior even the games we lost, I'd say we probably performed better at Arsenal and United than we did against Sheffield United at home. <laughs> um and yet we got three points from uh, that game and got zero from the other two. It's funny how football works sometimes. But um yeah, no, it's <laughs> that was um yeah, it was a was very typical Forest that game with Sheffield United, wasn't it? I mean, like we could have blown them away. We could have we could have very feasibly should have been three or four nil beside the first half hour but one. And obviously the longer it stayed at one nil the more that chance optimism grew in their camps, and yeah, and um, see we won in the end. and Heckingbottom went home fuming, so that's the big, big win from that. But no, it's funny about the whole pre season thing. If you notice, like I said before, all the um, oh, Ross Wilson's a clown, our oh, Ross Wilson's a fraud, our oh, Ross Wilson this, that, and the other, with people who had absolutely no idea what his job spec was, just willingly finding a scapegoat to the fact that Forrest hadn't signed a billion players again, and now suddenly. There's not a single word about, that, is there? No one's saying anything. Um, it's I always find it funny with preseason. Like it was the same, like like I said, like I said at the time when we lost five 0 to red and everyone went fucking ballistic. It was like half I don't I don't think what, five players in that team game actually might have been in our first team now. Everyone else is gone pretty much. Like and everyone's and we're playing an experimental formation. I think we went for a four-four-two, which I don't think we've ever done on the Cooper ever. And like everyone just going absolutely crazy. So I said at the time, like, look, what happens in pre-season won't determine what we do in like five six weeks time. And here we are, five six weeks later. We've beaten Chelsea. We've beaten Chelsea United. We've been conned by a ref at Old Trafford. And I reckon if we had an extra ten minutes at Arsenal we might have even got an equaliser. I think we left it a little bit too late to sort of go, you know, what well, we can get something here. But you know, so it goes to show that you, like, you know pre-season isn't relative to how your actual season will go. But, I mean, you know, it, what we have to be aware of, obviously, is we are only four games in. I mean, Leeds had seven points this time last season. They still went down. So, you no, know, take nothing for granted. We've still got a long road ahead of us yet. But it is nice to be looking, it's looking a lot more rosy than it was this time last year, put it that way.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a question for you both, but I'll start with you, Christian, because you're already off mute. But um, who who's really impressed you so far this season, barring the obvious of one day, because he's obviously getting all the plaudits. I mean, hopefully, he'll get Player of the Month. I mean, there's loads mm. of people trying to get clamour to the Taylor Swift fans to try and get him uh,
0: the vote, aren't they? That's funny. Yeah, um, I think <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been really impressed with Ola Aina so far. Um, whenever he's played, he's always look very steady, very good. Um, you no, know, for a free transfer as well. I mean, looks like a right could find that. So yeah, he's he's looked very comfortable. from the ball. Like us. I, I do think sometimes, like if he gets caught out, like he was getting caught out a few times at United, and it's like, oh, Christ, like it's a long way back. And but generally speaking, I think it's just like those almost like risk reward sort of types of players. But he does seem very good. Like he gets stuck in well, he reads the game well, You know, carries the ball very well, you know, as free transfers go. And obviously, like with his versatility as well, it could be quite a, quite a pickup of us, which is quite nice to see. But I think he's definitely been the um the underrated one so far, if you like. Um. Aside from that, I mean, I'd say Ryan Yates, wouldn't you really? He's been exceptional every game he's played, in. Um, and you know, it's it's great to see. Really, I mean, you know, if you think how far he's come, you know, if we've started this pod two. I saw you there actually. It was two years ago. I think yesterday, the day before, we lost two one at home to Cardiff, with Hugh in the charge and having got a goal up, and then you know, it wasn't that long after the Stoke game where I, don't, I think Ryan Yates must have had it in his contract that day that he passed forward and been fined. And, you know, we, we've gone we've gone from, he's gone from that to, you know, like dominating at Premier League midfield level. It's insane. Um, so, yeah, I think Yates and uh, Ina have been my two picks so far, aside from the obvious. Um, but even some of the more obvious picks have are yet to get going, really. I mean, Gibbs White's not been at the level we know he is just yet. Obviously, he's just gearing up to that. And, you know, it's it's looking We I've see I've got um the Akati and Felipe I still haven't come in played much yet. I know the has got the odd sub appearance here and there. So you know it, it's it's from that side of things, it's looking very promising.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mentioned Ryan Yates to the Chelsea fans in there in the previews to that and said how much of a nuisance he would be. And lo and mm-hmm. behold, he what he definitely was. Um Reese, obviously same question goes for you. Who who's who have you been impressed by? who, who do you think there's more to come from?
2: Um, like Christian said, it is hard because it is it is really early days. Um I think the goalkeeper turn has done quite well um to say that there was obviously an athletic report once this week, if you want to believe them or not, that they see the um the Greek goalkeeper's number one. I actually thought he, amongst others as well, with all these new signings, really stepped up at Chelsea. Um and it was kind of like, Look, there's somebody behind you now who wants your shirt. You need to go up a gear and try and keep your share, and I thought he did that um, really well and um, he's good he's really good coming off his line quickly so that's good competition to have to have two it looks hopefully fingers crossed solid goalkeepers um, I was going to mention uh, Gatesy but obviously Christian's um, covered him Um, I can't, going on the last game obviously really impressed with the finish from Alanga I'd say, um, because we had a chat, didn't we, in pre-season, how, you know, he's a young lad, his end product at United hadn't been the best and we need to see, as with young players, that end product come out and that was that was an excellent finish. You know, Paul Mason described it as teary really on you know <laughs> yeah, to get yeah. to, to get your finishing described as teary on re really like is one of the highest compliments I think you'll get in football, to be honest, because he... You know, you guys know who's my favourite ever player. So, yeah, it is early days. Um, I've never won for judging players on one or two performances. Um, I, I think any player, any club at any level, you need a run of games to get a true kind of real judgment, really. Um, so so we'll see. Um, loads of new faces as well to be excited about. And it does seem to be kind of exciting times. And as you discussed with Chris and the international break kind of came at a bad point for us, didn't we? Because we was all excited about these new signings. And it's like, obviously, Sangari I don't think he's even trained with us yet because he's gone on an international duty with Ivory Coast. So... So, yeah, um, exciting times ahead, hopefully, until the next international break next month.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. I know, I know. I hate it. It comes around too fast. But yeah, I think all, all cracking players who have been involved, it seems like Forrest have got a knack of picking up full backs on a free, it seems, at the moment. Serge Ori and Oleena are doing really well. Ilanga obviously coming into his own, that that pace is so vital to us as well. And his work ethic and his demeanour, even like off the pitch, seems really, really good sort of thing. So uh, it's, all, it's all positive and it's good for the squad, isn't it? If everyone's in good harmony. I think that's something that Cooper seems to uh, get right a lot since he's come in, which I think is is pivotal to us, isn't it?
2: I think something we dwelled upon a while ago Um I think me or Christian mentioned this, and it's it always sits in my head was the comment from Sirianos in the Championship where he was like, look, we want to make this team basically fast and energetic. Athletic. Yeah, athletic, that's the word I'm looking for. We obviously seen that in the Championship because you had Brennan Johnson on the wing. You obviously had Jed Spence, who was absolutely rapid. And then they've kind of took that into the Premier League now where he's come back. Like we said, Tyro seems to have you know, gone up to the next level with his pace. I mean, Anthony Alanga is absolutely rapid. I mean, his pace is basically replacing Brennan Johnson, isn't it, really? Um, And we'll kind of see with the others as well, because you look at the stats in terms of like Sangara and Dominguez, they are kind of pressing and energy seems a lot more than with respect to the midfielders like Freuler, for example, last year. So you kind of think he's put his fingerprints on the team again and I mentioned this last season, but you need you need legs in the Premier League. Unless you're an absolutely exceptional footballer, especially in the middle of the park, you've got to have legs and athleticism in this league. And that that's why on paper these signings are looking ideal for us, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there was a stat that's come out the other day and we travel the we travel. The quickest in the Premier League per like for so for meters travelled or whatever or directness I can't remember exactly what it was but we were top of it but I think like someone like Morecambe were highest in the AFL or whatever which is absolutely crazy. Um, Christian obviously we're rounding up the transfer window. There's a few outgoings to kind of speak about. I think Biancones going to Olympiakos. It looks like Emmanuel Dennis and John Joe Shelby are going to to Turkey. It's kind of we're trimming the fat quite nicely, it seems, back at the end of the window, wouldn't you, wouldn't you think?
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean, i just, just go back to what you said. So it was the top direct speed of any Premier League side this season. And also the highest share of shots created from set pieces from Forrest, which is yeah quite interesting. But no, I mean, in terms of the outgoing, yeah, great. I mean, I do feel a bit for Bianconi. I mean, this, like I said, something about hudson like, um at Chelsea if you get an injury for a sustained period of time, Premier League is very harsh and you're forgotten about pretty quickly unless you're a key, key player. So, I mean, unless, I mean, seriously, like, same to any team. I mean, you can think of a few exceptions. Obviously, like when Van Dijk got injured for Liverpool, that's a bit different. But you know, if you're a French player and you get a nine-month injury layoff, for example, it's unlikely you'll be played again. That's the sad reality of it. So, it's just unfortunate for him and hopefully he can get back to playing his football again in Greece with Olympiakos. I, know. I wish him all the best, Bianca. Like, so, like By all means, he's a very nice, pleasant chat to have around the dressing room. But unfortunately, football's merciless and always has been. <laughs> um, as for uh, Dennis, I mean, as I said before, this part's like, from a personal viewpoint, I would like to see Dennis get more time. I thought he was unfairly maligned at times last season. We saw his quality in the brief glimpses he did actually get to start games. You know, we've got four goals and assists, I think, in like a very limited amount of um, starts that he had. He's more often gone off the bench. Um, yeah, as we saw by the goal against Newcastle, for example, that chip, the technique to do that. Like He's very clearly good at football, which is whether he's a right fit for us another master and clearly keeper thinks he isn't and that's his decision to make him, we have to respect it, so you know good luck to him as well, as for um Shelby, you can fuck off, hope he never comes back <laughs> so like, I mean I, I cannot believe there is a team stupid enough to take him, I don't want to say anything, like jinx anything or anything like that just clinging on to touching words and crossing fingers and all this kind of stuff, just get him gone, like honestly like in terms of disastrous signings I mean it was inevitable we'd make a few bad ones signing so many but, Jesus Christ, I, I, I didn't think we'd go back to those days of signing just mercenaries for the sake of doing so. And, um, yeah, I, I got the logic, obviously, you know, someone who's been there, survived Premier League relegations before, you know, has a lot of experience. I get that kind of thing. But the actual reality was he, was he was so far off what we needed. This wasn't a fit for us at all. Slowed things down. Like, as Reece said about the whole athletic and sort of, like, Pacey sort of style we're trying to build, he's isn't that at all. And yeah, good riddance, just good riddance. Hope that it'd be interesting if he comes back with a whole full set of hair after his little trip to Turkey. But yeah,
2: <laughs> we still can't get rid of Harry Arter, can we? <laughs> no, no, I was literally about to say that. I
3: mean, Harry Arter hanging around Forest is just as bad as Jeff Hendrick hanging around Newcastle.
2: I, I genuinely think he'll see I, I think he's it's just this season, of course, he will. Yeah, right? and I, I can't he'll even blame and like, no, I can't as well. Mm-hmm. I think I generally think he'll probably retire after that person. Yeah,
0: probably. Because like
2: with respect uh, yeah. to who's 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 gonna take him. There isn't what even is like, really? clubs. like clubs. Because um... clubs in League Two and that they're not gonna be like, oh, give you a couple of grand a week when you haven't played for three years or whatever it is. Similar you know, to just... like
3: Hugo Hugo Lloris got told he weren't gonna be part of the Tottenham squad, but if you're getting like five mil off for the year, you may as well hang around and then retire. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and you only mm. have to see now as well how many free agencies because
0: yeah, there's a lot. Clubs yeah.
2: obviously won't take risks on players, and two, these players who think oh, I'm not dropping and playing in that level. Mm. I think we've seen that, yeah. It's, yeah,
3: it's Lingard has not got a club, as he. Well, he's, well, he's, 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 he's a West, West Ham in Lingard, but yeah. yeah
0: like, like, I, mean, I, I, I saw, um, I know also some a better point of reference. I'm, I'm not particularly, you know, given my, if if you've listened to Troy Deany much like i think he obviously exaggerates a lot of his stories to put it mildly but um no he, he i think one thing he said was very like he said he because obviously he's asked like aside from all the usual vegan shit that gets associated with forest green which is so tiring like i like, I don't care about they they sell they don't they, tell they me i don't care they sell vegan sausage rolls i want to know what they're doing at football fuck off like it's <laughs> so it's so boring it's such a tired routine like even when they had duncan ferguson it was like Oh, do you want to try this like plant-based yeah, burger I mean, dunk? Because like fuck off. There you go. Just, Who cares? They're a vegan club. He's Slow very P-
2: he's very PR into Dale Vince. I think you know oh, decisions just is right. I'm gonna go into some of the decisions yeah. he's made, but I think some of them are for PR and to probably amplify yeah, his position yeah, with but, just stop oil and that. Bring, bring,
0: yeah, bring but about, about, notes, go back to point out.
2: Beanie bring basically it. was asked, sorry,
0: um, about uh like, like why why join Forest Green basically in League Two, and he went obviously they you know, basically love the game, but he said there's some people he went on holiday with fairly recently, who um, have been without a club or haven't been playing for a year, in some cases two years, and they just won't go to League One or Two. They see it beneath them, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised of the players that we have on our payroll or used to have, should I say, are in that ilk. Like is, is it, you know, is it like obviously I don't know much. Is it any surprise? Lyle well, Taylor's not got a club yet, for example. Hmm. It's like you know, I, I, I don't. I, if he's for example, like again, he hasn't played all of last season, is a championship team going to take a risk on him? Maybe, no. but it's unlikely. So then it's, it's gonna be a League One team. Does he want to go to League One? He probably sees himself above that. He's been only 30 grand a week for the last three years.
3: Sweet, so you kind of like your due respects yeah. to like someone like John Bostock, who's ended up exactly yeah, enjoying yeah. his football, isn't he?
2: Obviously, because he's, he's got promoted yeah. with him
3: last mm-hmm. season. It's kind yeah. of one
2: of them as well. Like, um, there's another one for you, bingo. Um, do you know when you played at a higher level? Danny Murphy speaks about this on Tours but He says, When you played at like the highest level and you start dropping down the league, he says, For some players, the motivation just goes. And it, of course, it, yeah. And you can, Not you everyone's going to be at like Kevin that. Lisby. Yeah. No. They to their 40 at Truro, for mm. example. Like, like they get that. They, Nathan Tyson's still playing at Ilkeston. Exactly,
0: yeah. So, I get both sides. I do get both sides, but equally, like, I mean, if if you've made your money, you can't be out of it. I do kind of get it, but equally, like, I guess the sort of the football romance side wants you to sort of keep playing, so you can't basically. Mm. But each their own, I suppose.
1: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: Just bringing it back to Forrest, obviously, there's a... It's it's unfortunate. I feel sorry for one person in particular. Not not because I I care that they they're going to play for us because I don't think they would do, but the fact that they're not going to le- be able to leave the club now until probably January. and That's someone in even Horvath because he's not been announced in the twenty five man squad. Um, are you surprised that are you both surprised he not didn't get a move? No, at all.
2: No, I'm here. It, it it could is it just Turkey what's open now nah, the window are they the only ones Yeah left? it's just yeah it, like it could still go yeah, yeah I mean he's played in Europe but was it um, was it oh, yeah I'm gonna say I know it was a Belgian team um <laughs> obviously the problem for Horvath is a lot of five to look last season where he I think he got the most clean sheets into for and hmm. in the championship um. Nah, they could, I think, sign him for one and a half million. Which, let's be honest, is pennies for the Premier League, and they did not take up that option. So, for me, that tells you everything you need to know, in my opinion. I think he's probably a, a decent Championship goalkeeper, but we're looking to be a decent Premier League team. So, unfortunately, the contrasts are vast. You know, I think overall, Horvat, when he did get called upon, upon, the book, the Borough game aside. I thought he was pretty okay for us, but we've said this on the pod before. There's going to be players who, as we advance as a club, sentiment has to kind of go, and we will go past them. There's going to be one who I absolutely adored a couple of seasons ago in Scott McKenna, who after this season probably will, because he's out of contract at the end of the season. He'll probably move on. That's that's the nature of football, I'm afraid. You know, I'll be I'll that, be
3: annoyed if he moves for free.
2: Yeah, you'd like to get a fee for him. But the the thing is, if we don't tie him down to a new contract, then teams from outside England can sign him on a pre-contract. So it wouldn't surprise me if the likes yeah. of Celtic and Rangers, um, etc. Uh, Aberdeen maybe, um, even though we really think he's better than them. But if they were looking at that situation, I'm sure it might be on the radar.
3: Yeah. Well I'm gonna read you out uh the, the squad that's been out. So uh, so we can move into our next way points so us into the next point quite nicely. So we've got Matt Turner, Odysseus Vlad as uh, someone pointed out that, that's how you say it, Wayne Hennessy, Ola Aina, Serge Aurie, Willie Bolly, Felipe, Scott McKenna, Gonzalo Montiel, Musa Niacate, Nuno Tavares, Harry Toffolo and his suspended suspension of suspensions of for betting. Uh, Nico Williams, Joe Warrell, Danilo, Nicholas Dominguez, Morgan Gibbs White, Checo Kiate, Oro Mangala, Mr. St- New Starboy, Ibrahim Sangare, Ryan Yates, Tyro Wooney, Callum Hudson odoi Diva Carrigi, and Chris Wood, and then lots of under-21s, uh, Ilanga, uh, Marilo included in that, and Amarile, who who signed for us, and a lot of lot of youth players, uh, Christina's lad, obviously included in that. Um, I want to ask you both of this, both both this question. So I'm interested to hear what you say. What 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 do you think our best formation might be, or or, or do you kind of think it might vary on who we're playing and and where in terms of that home or away? Obviously, Reese, you can answer first.
2: Um, I think with the squad we've got, it gives us um, a lot of different formations to play, and it's going to be tough for Cooper too in terms of. Well, it gives him tough and good, I guess, and um, gives him loads of options to play different ways with different players. And because we've got a lot more depth, it seems in the squad now um, on paper until we've seen these players. So, uh, I think I think he would like to play with a five at the back, one t with the two wing backs. I think the signings of Montiel and uh, Tavares would probably suit that system more than Aure and Ina, um, who I think are solid both of them but probably better in a four. Um, Sangari's been brought in as kind of the number six we've spoken about, what we kind of need. Um, Dominguez can kind of, it seems, be like a bit of everything, isn't it, in midfield, looking at his profile, kind of a box-to-box box player. Um, we've obviously got a winger either side, which um, in terms of Hudson-Odoi on the right and Langer on the left, I'm not sure why the Athletic article put Hudson and Doy and Alanger both on the left with no right winger. I mean, <laughs> Hudson and Doy is going to play on the right. You'd imagine, wouldn't you? Which um, and Langer on the other side. And obviously, you've got no. Tyro with Chris Wood back up and Origi now as well. So There's plenty of options and there's plenty of different formations we can play. I, I think he'll it will be flexible and kind of home and away will be different, won't it? Because we'll against. You know, probably a dozen teams at home would like to get on the front foot, I think. Whereas away, maybe you'd be looking more to play on the counter, especially with the pace we've got in the team. Mm.
3: Christian, anything to differ from that?
0: I think I saw fairly recently that Cooper said that he wanted to have different tactical options for different formations and stuff like that. So I think we have, now we have that flexibility. Like as I, I think obviously we do have, we can go back to that 3 4 1 2, we have done so far this season. If we're more dominant, for example, we could go to 4-2-3-1, we could go 4-3-3. We have a lot of options now, whereas previously we didn't. Um, we were quite limited of what we could do. Obviously, we went for the 4-3-1-2 and didn't we last season that kept us up. But um, obviously, keeper a lot to people more expansive. So it's good that we have the flexibility. I think it's just, it's sort of weird because obviously it came up at the cost of Johnson, but it does feel now that the squads, again, like I appreciate you could come and bite me in the arse of it. It does feel like the squad is more, molded better to what we want to do as a football club. Like Rich touched upon earlier in terms of like the style of player we were signing, obviously you no know, predominantly quick, dominantly athletic, predominantly strong. And that applies to all of them. So you know it's it's interesting that we do have a better selection of players to pick from. I think we're a better team now, definitely, than we were at, say on July 1st, for example, which is always the aim of every transfer window. You always want to be improved by the time you end it. And um yeah, it's it's looking positive. I'm just very excited to see where the it takes. us. I, mean, I think there will be times where we go, say, four-three-three or four-two-three-one, like at home, with say Sangare or Yates or Dominguez next to him, Gibbs White in front, like you know, being able to free roam because those two are just destroying everything in front of them. <laughs> so it's 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 gonna be interesting, to like how because obviously I think we sort of saw a sorry each of United game really where that was the first time since we've been promoted that we were seen as outright favourites to win a home game. Um obviously I, I include every game last season that as well, because even the teams beneath us or around us, like even Southampton at home, you know, it was seen as a six pointer, but it wasn't necessarily as a game that Forest went in his favourites for. It was sort of like, oh, well, you know, Saints have got free at Arsenal recently, sort of thing. Like whereas this time round it was like, yeah, okay, you promoted saying Forest have stayed up, they should win this comfortably. And ultimately we, we made a bit of a meal of it. So Hopefully now we have uh, the players that we've signed. We can afford to be a bit braver in some games. We can forced to be in the front foot more in some games, which I think we all really want as fans. It's just like, you know, visible signs of progress and visible signs of improvement. And I think we're in a good place to achieve that this season. I've, I like that
3: the strategy was not only experienced players, but even players that have played in the league at some point. Like you look at Origi, who's won the Champions League, but played for Liverpool in the league. Olein has come back uh through coming through Chelsea and played at Fulham, I'm a bit of a delay, so an up and coming youngster from from Norwich. Uh who played obviously um, the
0: Prem though, on a Bami
3: Yeah, he's played in the Prem, mm. but what I'm saying is it's a nice mix of like experience and like hunger almost, because you've got like Montealio obviously the, the the bingo of winning the World Cup and, and Europa League and taking penalties. Uh Vlachodime's played Champions League and played for Greece. Marillo is someone that wants to Win Champions Leagues and go and, and almost treat it as a stepping stone. I don't mind that, to be fair. I think that's a re- it's a really good strategy to have. It, hopefully, that means going forward, we we build with only maybe one or two players, but you can splash a bit more money. So the flexibility for for home and away and kind of k- not cater I don't want to say we're catering to opposition, but we're kind of we are planning ahead for opposition, but. At home, I would predominantly like us to play four at the back and and go four, two, three, one, or four, three, three, and and really go at teams and and show no fear, really. That's that's the way I like to see it. But I like that we can change it up if it's not going quite our our way or if we're having a bad performance and we kind of need to sit in a little bit and go on the counter. It gives it gives more food for thought for teams to guess what we're going to do rather than go, oh, they're gonna sit in a low to mid block and we're gonna have to break them down. Now it's kind of what what forests are going to turn up, which is which is always a, a good thing. But do you think now this is a lot of expectation that's going to be put on the team and and Cooper now to press forward, Reese? Like do, how 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 hard do you think that's going to be for him? Because obviously the the owners really like hammering it into supporters, even that why should we be happy with losing but having a good go if you know what I mean? It's a bit probably a bit it's a bit Olympiakos for me. <laughs>
2: i think in this league because of obviously the massive threat of relegation i think everyone's really under pressure probably a dozen teams 10 to 12 teams the kind of thing i think the first objective is making sure you stay in the league really and then it's kind of well am am what more can we do um you've got to be you can't be like too harsh because these players we've signed you know as much as we think they're really good on paper and haven't seen them played in other leagues. The likes of Sangara and Dominguez and Murillo. These players have not played yet in the Premier League. So, you you know, you've got to give them a bit of time to bed in. You know, there's probably for a few of them, I'd imagine a language barrier. There's a set, the settling in to, you know, to living in England and living in the bleeding rain every week. <laughs> um So... <laughs> Yeah, you'll you'll always be under pressure at Forest because of kind of the media's narrative of of all the money we've spent, which we have spent a fair amount of money, and the aim will be to push higher up the league. And we've said this on the pod already this season. There's several teams where I think and you guys agree as well. I believe that I think we're better than. I can probably name five or six. What I'm Pretty convinced we're better than so. If obviously we are better than five, that means we'll finish another two places higher at least. So, um, <laughs> I listened to Steve Cook on Garibaldi's Red Podcast, he said we could finish in the top half. So, um, <laughs> who knows? Uh, but yeah, you, you've got to temper expectations a little bit, but at the same time, you can be optimistic about the squad we put together, it's a lot stronger than what we had at the back end of last season. I've just looked at like a couple of the benches um, at the back end of last season. There's probably six out of nine who was on the bench the last few games of the season who aren't even at the club anymore. So, um, yeah, I'm re- really optimistic, but um, we'll see after Monday night.
3: Yeah, well, I'm, su- I'm super excited. Christian, have you got anything to add onto that?
0: I think, like, there's always going to be expectation at Forest. And I think, to be honest, that's something that we as fans encourage as well. I mean, I think that, you know, if you, I saw someone calling a one-trick pony earlier, which I thought was a little bit harsh. But there was a bit of a sort of cultural reset, if you like, when Karanka came in back in the Championship. And it's because, you know, also we'd had so many press conferences of Warburton saying fine margins when games would be lost. <laughs> It was sort of like, come on, like Plan B. And it, plan it a that, that, yeah, <laughs> that kind of nonsense, and like, but, but obviously we had players there. And I I genuinely believe this is the case as well. I mean, obviously I could be told otherwise, and obviously I'm sure no Forest footballer would ever admit to this either. But I'm fully convinced we had players in that team who knew they could lose games. It was okay. They ran around a lot. And I was like, oh, we tried. On to next week. We'll finish seventeenth again next year. Who cares? And it's sort of. When um, Karanka came in, that sort of changed. Because do you remember we lost 3-0 to Preston at home? And, oh, yeah. and I think, yeah. like, what was it? Mills, I Traore, mean, I think, never played for M- Mancian, never played for M- the M- club again. M-
2: Mancian just like, could like, not even trap a ball that night. Mustafa Carriol was, that, must Carriot.
3: Carriot was, it was ridiculous,
2: horrendous. It? It's, yeah, he decided to do that we did to in, like, bad. a day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and literally, like, yeah, basically, that's exactly it. You're basically having a whole new team in a day. He basically says to you, like, fuck off. You're not going to play for us again. And it was just a big sort of shift because we obviously we were so used to like you know it's very easy to slip into mediocrity, slip into sort of like complacency. We had done that; it's no getting away from it. And you know, suddenly Karanka's come in and gone, no fuck this! Like we are a big club; we're going to start behaving like one. And so that obviously taking that sort of Real Madrid stealing with him that he has, where you know anything less than win is acceptable. and that perfectly falls in line with the Greek's philosophy too. And it's since ever since then, really, with the exception of. And then obviously a uh, research of cute and to a degree. Um, well would be? he had his hands half tied, but there's still no excuse for some of the things he did. You know, it was sort of like Forests aren't here to make up the numbers anymore. Forrest are here to actually like, you know, try and get back to a the position they feel they belong in. And I don't think that's, that's never going to change. Like, you know, it, it, it won't change now. We, we've signed 30 new players, whatever it is. It won't change if we're finishing 17th. There'd always be expectation of us to win games. So I don't I don't think it's anything that is a shock for Cooper. I think we all know how ambitious the owners are and what they want to achieve. I mean if they do, we'll be laughing, won't we? But um yeah, I don't think it's a particular in terms of like what expectations raise, I think it'd may be maybe more from the fans. So I think now we're at a point now where we may have tolerated being forty percent of the ball last season where we just needed to stay up at all costs. Now we've signed all these players, I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. I, I agree with Reese. I think the the five teams in the bottom five now, in my opinion, are all much worse than we are for various different reasons. If we end up getting sucked into battle with them um, playing with 40% possession, then yeah, you'll start to see the fans starting at that point. The expectations will, you know, come into focus. But as for now, it's nothing, just big club things, isn't it? Yeah,
3: I kind of hope that um, the fa- the fan influence and the support that's that's been shown over the last two to three years will will keep keep going because it's obviously making a huge, huge difference. So that will be good. But let's get on to Burnley. Obviously, they've lost their opening three go- games of the season, all at home to Villa, Spurs, and Man City, respectively. What what can we expect from Burnley, do you think, Reese?
2: Um I don't think you can take too much from the cup game because I thought both teams were absolutely bloody awful that night. If I'm going to be honest, um, <laughs> you know they have signed quite a lot of players, which um, hasn't really got the attention we kind of got. Yeah, last that's
3: because that's because Vinny is manager. Yeah, yeah,
2: which I do. I do like Vincent Company. He is. He is a proper leader of men and tea. He, I always remember that goal where he thumped in against Leicester uh, to basically win City the league, and it's kind of yeah. like that's what that's what a captain is. So um, I do like I do like company, to be fair. Um, I, I mean, I did say in preseason there was this narrative again built up by the media that they could play the way they did in the Championship, and they they did kind of get results. Well, they've out so far that I don't think you can do that. Um, what they lost or three of the opening games have they so far? Yeah,
3: yeah, to to Villa City and mm. um, Spurs. Yeah, so, and conceded, three the, decent the, teams to be fair. Yeah, like.
2: but t- two of them are at home. Oh, no, of all, them. Them at home. all of, of mean, them at home. I mean, how many goals have they conceded in them? Is it into eleven? Figures? I think eleven. Yeah. Three I games think. at home. So you you find you find out as we did the harsh realities of the Premier League that if you if you are kind of a bit of an inferior team and you try and take the game to the likes of the biggest six, as we say, you'll get, you'll get, you'll get torn apart. You know, look, look, conceding five to Tottenham at home. I know Andrew's gone in and as much as I like Andrew, he's a bit of a media darling at the minute because he is brilliant in his press conferences, I must say, but it just shows you that a bit of attacking football from going away from Conte Marino style is, that's what damage these type of teams can do to lesser teams. So, it's, it's a game we've got to be looking at winning at home. Make no mistake about that. Um, it's a game we've got to be looking at winning at home. Um, and to be fair, like I'd like to kind of see us on the front foot, really. I know that might be a bit difficult because Burnley may be a bit more set in the ways of playing possession-based football, but Yeah, I'd expect us to win against them, to be honest.
3: Do you expect um, any of the new boys to come straight in, Reese? Or not really?
2: It's It's hard hard, hard to change a
3: winning side, isn't it? I know Danilo might be injured. Yeah, well, well, I think
2: Danilo's going to be injured because it looked like a hamstring injury, which,
3: you don't We're not sure on the extent of the language. Yeah, it it, it kind
2: of seemed to me with Danilo, we kind of taped him up to try and get him through it. And in the end, it's kind of backfired on us a bit. Yeah, but if Alanga comes in for him, then you're looking at the kind of same 11. What would have started the second half? I'm guessing at Chelsea. There isn't anybody in that team who's done nothing wrong in terms to lose the shirt, really. Um, So, if Cooper did go for the same 11 again, I don't think you could have too many gripes. I think in time, with the players we've signed, I don't think that... Well, it, it won't be. I'm pretty sure that that won't be his first 11 because... With respect, you're not gonna sign Sangaru, who is a club record fee initially. I think yeah. um I know the media spun we've spent about five hundred million on Gibbs White, but that's a different discussion. But he's gonna come into the team at some point. And then there's obviously other players as well who have signed. So it wouldn't surprise me to see us start with a team at the start of the second half at Chelsea. And I don't think many could really say, like i just said, no one really does deserve that. Um so we'll have to see but it's, it's nice problems for him to have isn't it all these selection headaches and that
3: Absolutely Christian um what, what, what say you and, uh, would you would you be tempted to change anything especially at home to a side that like Ree says we expect to beat really I mean you can't really beat around the bush we do <laughs> Um
0: It's going to be interesting because I think as we saw as we've seen from Bel- Burnley will see it as a game where they can play their normal game where they have most of the ball. So it'll be interesting to see how we sort of counter that. Um, obviously not go too deep, but I think we, I wouldn't be surprised to see us sort of hover on the counter for quite a while and then just wait. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Andre Santos start either. Is, as said of Danilo, the one was in it for another to sort of in that midfield space, give it maybe three in the middle. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Cause I mean, you are right in what you say, really. I mean, if you, it, it was interesting the way the, uh, was it the fiction list came out because obviously we had all the top six teams away but we had all the newly promoted teams first three games of the season everywhere it was so it's yeah I mean are you, I would like us to be more adventurous in this game if we could but I do think we'll maybe have half an eye on how Burnley knocked the ball around and frankly I don't think they have the players to do it at this level or at least not yet anyway and we just wait for the mistake just like Spurs did just like you know, Villa did, and obviously City's a different story. But they're going to be wrong. Like, I think they've had a tough start. There's no disputing that. I mean, obviously, you know, it's not a favourable run of pitch, is it? Villa in Europe, obviously Man City and Man City, and Spurs you know, revitalised. Now they've actually got a manager who doesn't feel like they're doing a the club a favour by being there. So it was never going to be easy. But equally, they've exceeded 11 goals at home. Like, if you look at those games, if they're away, you can sort of go, you know what, fair enough. We held six at City last season. Obviously, um, in Shelby, disaster class at Villa cost us a game. And, you know, Spurs, we held three as well. So, you know, so we actually see we consider the same amount of goals in those games away. But flip it to home, it's a different story entirely. So I think it was yeah, like just four at home. Four. Yeah, mm. so that, that's that, that's the biggest alarm bell for me because if they're considering that many goals away from home, at home, sorry, then in theory, they could be even leakier away. So I would like us to be more in the front foot, but I do think we'll be slightly more reserved, at least initially for the first half hour or so. And if we do get a bit of a foothold, I wouldn't be surprised to see people sort of shake the pack a bit in both of the throat.
3: I mean, if we if we can kind of have the killer touch that we did against Sheffield at early doors and then maybe capitalise on, on a bit of a... Morale, a morale loss there in the Burnley ranks. Then maybe we we can kind of punish, and then you can kind of get on top of them and and really like hurt them. But so we'll we'll, we'll see. But I'm interested to see how we go. I wouldn't be shocked to see a change in formation, and I, it would be harsh to drop someone from the back three because all three of them have been superb. Obviously, we mentioned Joe Warrell heavily last week on the pod, and so has every outlet, which he's deserved because he's been magnificent not only for that and obviously getting through the. The, the tragedies had. so yeah, it, it's it's like like Reese said, it's 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 really good headaches to have. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's eagerly anticipated to. We've obviously had two weeks to enjoy a win at Chelsea, but before we go, obviously we do need some score predictions. So Reese, take it away. Score prediction for the Burnley game.
2: um I am going to go. With the same scoreline as what would beat Sheffield United but then I think we'll win two one.
3: All right. Uh, before I go to you, Christian, for a score prediction, Lee Clark has predicted two one Reds. So that's that's a two for two. Are you make it for three for three, Christian?
0: Yeah, I think two one. I, I don't. I can't see us keeping a clean sheet. Um, I just think that we'll do something silly and they'll score. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna go two one forex. So I think yeah. If if if, if we can. It'll probably come in the second half. I wouldn't be surprised if we went behind, but um, I think we'll win the game ultimately.
3: Well, I'm going to make it four for four, but I'm going to be a bit more convincing and I'm going to say 2 0 Forest. But like it's going to be a 2 0 where Burnley do have their chances, but then ultimately we kind of walk out the ground going, how is it not five or six, to be honest? So that's what I'm going to go for 2 0 Forest. That wraps it up quite nicely on this pod. A uh, preview and a bit of a monthly review there for you. There will be a Burnley preview as well with a for for a Burnley fan who's actually coincidentally from Derby. So I will ask him about that uh, as well. <laughs> um, but thank you very much for joining us. If you've been, if you've enjoyed this one, uh, obviously YouTube has been was really successful last week. So subscribe and all that sort of stuff. Give us some ratings on Apple and and uh, Spotify. We've been getting some nice reviews and some good feedback about quality and we're trying to sort that and hopefully that will keep the pod growing and, and be better than, than it can be than the last pod as you're really as good as your last pod aren't
2: you as as footballers say and they game back, back stronger as Crouchy says
3: <laughs> yeah we'll come back we'll be back stronger but no thank you very much for joining us on this one we'll see you in the next one and come on you Reds
0: this podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport fan network Talk sport powered by fans
1: away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home advantage with mcdelivery you win order now on mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery free in terms apply see mcdonalds.com